He's got a shiny dome. Brian, you got a, like a map finished on. <laughs> Mel, Mel, Melvin, Melvin, a high gloss dome. They probably slapped some of that pedicure cream on there, man. What's pedicure? Like Pedialyte? Me, you Muff, didn't, Muff, you ever Melvin, had a pedicure? Melvin was getting a pedicure today. You didn't see all that? What's a pedicure? When they are uh, like. You know what that is, Muff. You know what a pedicure it's is. It's a manicure, but Shit, y'all, y'all think I don't know what a pedicure is? <laughs> Muff with Asian women rubbing his feet. He he had pedicures before. Oh man, you ever had one? No, no. I've given him. <laughs> you never have to decide to get one. Is it, you, don't knock it till you try it, y'all. Give it a shot. Yeah, that could be felt really good, man. It was real, real nice. Getting a pedicure or giving a pedicure? Giving. Oh, Muff's a feet guy, huh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Muff's an everything guy. I think is more <laughs> what it is. Yeah. All right. Three, two, one. Beat of the month. Beat of the month. Gotta have me my beat of the month. Beat of the month. Beat of the month. Gotta have me my beat of the month. The Game Boy, the Xbox, the PlayStation 4. Gotta press pause because your mom's at my door. Beat of the month. Beat of the month. Gotta have me my beat of the month. We game all month, give out points and sorts. Better look out, it's another switch port. Beat of the month. Beat of the month. Gotta have Welcome everyone to beat another of episode month. of the Beat of beat the, the Month podcast. Beat of the this month. is, uh, you know, Gotta the end of the year, so we're doing a little free-for-all for December. We just kind of played anything we felt like, uh, wrap up loose ends that we had throughout the year, so no specific theme. Uh, if you're just joining the podcast, you know, what we typically do throughout the course of the year is pick a theme for each month. We all play games based on that theme, get together, talk about it. We do some deep dives on here as well, like we've got a deep dive for... Uh, got a war Ragnarok coming up and then final fantasy series. But uh, yeah, typically the podcast, we deal with themes, but not for this one. Anything goes free for all. And tonight I am joined with Muff. I'm not against a loose end now and then. Melbro. Anything goes, baby. And Spiral. Happy New Year, y'all. All right. Happy New Year, everybody. So we've got a bit of a slimmer crew. Probably going to. So we usually have a, a pretty big crew on the show. So I think 2023 is going to see us reunited a bit. But yeah, just a, a slim crew tonight. But Muff, do you want to kick things off with any games you played in December? I've been playing Call of Duty. Uh, Modern Warfare, still working on all them rocket kills, uh, unlocking all the camos. I thought I was going to commit to actually doing it, but I don't know. Because in order to get the third camo unlocked, you have to unlock the chrome camos, I believe, for every gun. That, or you have to get to like, or you have to max out every gun. I don't remember exactly. But I've been putting in a lot of work and maxing out those guns. And so we'll see. I don't know. I don't know if I'll make it because I'm getting an itch. The closer the Bears get to getting the number one overall pick next year, the more I want to play some Madden. So, is there a way to like unlock everything off, or is that just impossible? Is there too much stuff to unlock? No, you can. You can unlock it all. It's just that's a lot of time and dedication, you know. And I mean, I'll, I'll spend legit uh, every Monday night when football's on. I'll get the football game on the little TV, and then I'm just grinding duty on the big one. Thursday night, same thing. Uh, when there was football on Saturday, same thing. Football on Sunday, same thing. Um, I just I'll have the football on 
to the side and I'll just be playing duty the whole time. What uh, modes do you normally play? Are you like a deathmatch or capture yeah, the just, flag? No, I'll just let it cycle through. Yeah, so, you play all the matches? So the, I all like the capture play? the flag, but it's not a good method to like get all the unlocks because you need to get kills and you can't always get a whole lot of kills because you're focusing on grabbing the flag and shit. So, uh, but uh, kill confirmed, uh, deathmatch, and then domination. Those are the main ones that you can just like chaos, get a lot of kills. So you've been playing Call of Duty for probably like 10 years now, right? Every version. Does it ever get like stale? Like every year, the same type of modes and stuff. Like there's not a lot of variety. I kind of fell off of it, but do you ever get bored with it? Not for me because my mood for gaming in general, typically October, I'll start getting the itch for duty and I'll play till December, January, and then I'll be done. Um, and then March, I'll start wanting to play a lot of Madden because of the draft and free agency. And so I'll be playing a lot of Madden then. Um, and then typically there'll be like one RPG that'll catch my interest during the year. But my my moods really for gaming just comes and goes. But and at what point do you play Tecmo? Anytime I fucking want. That you just <laughs> it, that's nice because it's like right there in the bedroom, and it's just like tap it on, you play. And so yeah, of course that's it's in like, the bedroom. Well, yeah, motherfucker. Shit. It's just, just like how Brian's starting to like the whole uh, uh, Clash Royale, like the the game app game, phone app games. You're starting to enjoy that. It's right there. You can play it. It's quick. And then you go on. So, yeah, Tecmo Super Bowl is always going to be king. Yeah, retro games in general are good for that pick up and play like any time. Just because you know there's not going to be an update. You know that you're going to be able to jump in immediately. And mm. there's no distractions either. Like a lot of times if I play a modern game, then I'm like checking out the store. And I'm just like like putzing around on like looking at my trophies and stuff. I've blown half an hour. I haven't even played oh, yeah. anything. Yeah, that's very true. You still playing uh, Marvel Snap 2 or no? Oh, yeah. Every night. You probably so, got a ho- ton of good cards now, man. I, I got to get back on there. What level are you guys in that game? I haven't even got to, like, the second set of cards that, like, Muff has. There's, like, different cards you get when you hit, like, certain milestones. And he has, like, Wolverine and all these, like, self-explode cards and shit. I haven't gotten those yet. The, the, that's one of the coolest things is there's all kinds of different decks you can make. Um, the one that I do, the deck that I make the best with is... You play cards where you play it, and then all of a sudden you get a card back, whether it be one of your opponents, one of your own, um, or just a random one. And you play those because you get the points, you get the bonuses, um, but then the cards come back, and you've got a handful of cards, and then you play that fucking devil dinosaur. Um, what? Uh, uh, so number four, it's Moon Girl. I play her. Oh, I like Moon you, Girl. You play her, you get four points for her, but you get... Um, duplicates of your next three cards in your hand and then on the on round five you play the devil dinosaur because you get points for all those fucking cards that are now in your hand and you oh, just like, pop, pop, you, like one two and then they're done because they're like ah oh, fuck and they either that's back smart. out or they suck it up and deal with it so i hate um, when people quit i like i want to finish it out i it, it's kind of funny it's like yeah bitch because you were about to beat me and you didn't even know it so that's cool but yeah i'd rather lose and see the game play out than quit so i i never quit do you always snap to eight like every time i so snap the, the, i snap the second the game starts 
So there's this mechanic where like you can wager your points, right? So you can like wager up to eight points, and that's like how you rank up by how many points you get. So like your opponent can wager a certain amount of points, and if you feel like, oh man, this motherfucker's wagering eight points, he must have some good cards in his hand. Let me just go ahead and back out, and you can back out and not lose so many points. Yeah, so, so that's I a nice system. Yeah, I don't give a fuck. As soon as it starts, before that first, <laughs> before that zone starts, I snap. <laughs> it's just like, let's go. It's, it's just like playing Clash Royale. If we're going to do this, get the big fucking tower. Let's get it all. So wait, if you snap in this game, then sometimes that people will just quit immediately because they're like, yeah. oh, this guy's going to beat me. And yeah. then you still get like a bonus point for that. Yeah. Yeah, it's just like it's just like in, well, you it's play like poker. poker. You play poker and you're like, oh, I'll raise this bitch this many points, and then they're just like, oh shit, I'm out of here. Or all right, motherfucker, let's right. see what you got. I don't. I'll, some people just get scared to play for eight points. Yeah, they don't want they don't want their rank to drop that much. Yeah, and Muff not don't give a fuck. He just wager eight points on the first on the first round yep. of, the, of the fight. First <laughs> second of the game starts. So I'm uh I'm at one thousand forty. Yeah, you're a beast, man. But yeah, that that add a card deck is really what took off for me. Um, so you rare, very rarely uh, will I see anybody that plays uh, a deck similar to that. Yeah, I haven't heard of that strategy before. That's pretty dope. So the cards that really make it good, are like Moon, Moon Girl and the Devil Dinosaur, but um, the Quinjet. Y'all know what the Quinjet is? No. Spyro no. does. Uh, Spyro don't know. Oh, he do. <laughs> I know that, from the comics and the movie. Yeah, not sure right. about muff snapping, but yeah. Bitch, you know my nappings. ECW pay per views. Mm-hmm. Snaps, nap. Uh, so yeah, uh, the Quinja and then the Collector. So with the Collector, for every time you get a card back, the Collector's points power keeps going up. So that's why every time I add a card, that Collector starts being a higher powerful card so and then the quinjet every time you add a card if it don't like say if it costs four points to play the quinjet lowers it to three points and so on so okay so it allows me to play more cards but every time i play a card i'm also getting a card back so it, it, it's a really good deck and i i think it does so well because people aren't expecting it because i really don't see it a lot of decks are the whole destructive deck where you destroy them and yeah, you get points for shit like that. Um, but yeah, it's a fun game. I mean, I never watched. I, I never was able to buy comics as a kid growing up, but I knew of comic book characters and all that, and I was always into them. Um, so when the Marvel movies came out, I was like, "Oh shit, I fucking love this." I wish I could have bought comics when I was a kid. Um, so then, yeah, when Hype Train came. Running through, got me on snap. <laughs> Hype train jumps off the tracks, and Muff keep going. These characters sound so obscure. They're like Devil Dinosaur. Um, they got a lot of characters in here. Well, how yeah. many cards? Are, I mean, they, they probably got to dig pretty deep to fill all those cards, oh, right? Yeah. Well, and Moon Girl Devil Dinosaur is coming out on Disney, I think, in the next year or so. So it's yeah, they, they keep it relevant. So even if you're someone like me who just caught on like with the whole Marvel Universe thing, it's fun. And like the sound effects in that game, man, you get that like adrenaline rush when you upgrade your car and shit. It's nice, man. Yeah, I even though I have it muted, I hear it's uh, yeah, uh, like ooh, shiny logo and <laughs> shit like that. It's like yeah, bitch, shiny logo. 
And at the very beginning, he's like, oh, snap. It's like, snap, yeah. bitch. Yeah. It sounds like I, I don't even fully understand exactly how you play it based on what you guys have said. But I mean, it sounds pretty fun, but I just uh, I put so much time into Clash Royale as it is. Like the last thing I need is another thing to suck me into my phone <laughs> even more. Yeah. And I'm still having fun with Clash Royale. So you still play that every day? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Multiple times a day. Yeah. Anytime it's, I, at a minimum, anytime my treasure chest has a, an open slot, I'm going to play a match until I win one. Yep. And you never pay any money. Have you Have you bought anything in there? I pay, I paid one dollar when I first started because it was something to get like ten times value or something like that. I've been tempted because if you pay, you can get a season pass for five bucks, and they give you quite a bit of stuff. But I have not because I figured that'll just open up more of a slippery slope of me yeah. paying money. But yeah. I mean they. I wouldn't feel bad throwing them five bucks. I mean, they, they've earned it, I would say. It's fun. Oh, yeah. I, I probably really should, even though, I mean, six going on seven years, whatever it is. I have never. Um, I hold my pride that I haven't ever done that. <laughs> um, but really, I mean, they deserve some of my money because they've provided years of fucking entertainment. So, But that's why we brought Cody. Cody paid him, so Cody represented <laughs> for us. Hey, can you guys hang on a second? Or you no, guys yeah. can keep going, but I got to. He's very Zelda-y tonight. He's uh, flexing yeah. that Zelda shirt. He's got Zelda shield and poster behind him. Zelda underwear. I can't see. Brian. Yeah, sorry, I forgot to mute. Can you show us? Can you show us your underwear? You want to see my underwear? Yeah, Muff thinks that is Muff thinks that is Zelda underwear. It is not. I have a Zelda shirt. Is it Mario? I have a pair of Mario underwear, but I'm not wearing it right now. You're not wearing underwear right now? I am. It's just like cloth plaid <laughs> underwear. You still in cloth diapers? <laughs> <laughs> did you it's buy like... that Mario underwear while you were still a virgin? Or did you get that recently? Um, No, I wasn't a virgin. <laughs> I, I wouldn't say it was recent. Your voice just cracked like you is. <laughs> yeah, Cammy, it was an immaculate uh, inception. <laughs> Mackie is no milkman baby. She looked just like you. Mario underwear. And you wear those? Yeah, I, I usually they're more like sleeping shorts, but they're really small, so I would never wear them just as sleeping shorts. So that's like if I have no underwear <laughs> left, then I will wear them as underwear. And you can envision me now wearing little tiny like Mario <laughs> underwear tight boxers. Yeah, you got some coochie cutter Daisy Dukes on there. <laughs> you got the little flap in the opening. So like that Eggman and Mario 2 start shooting out. Why are we talking about this, by the way? You, you said we you could st- keep talking. Well, yeah, but why, why when I leave and the conversation, say, are you talking about my underwear choices? You said, you said it's That's where the conversation all. went, man. Yeah. That's just where it went. Anything goes. That's, yeah, anything else, right? <laughs> just anything goes December. Wow. Spiral, Spiral just turned his camera off because he can look at his underwears. <laughs> Spiral, are you good? Or you, we lost him. I'm here. I uh, my shit's getting weird, so I just turned off my camera. Shit is getting weird. You are definitely correct on that. Hey, Muff. Quick question: Are we are we are we going now? Huh? We've been live the whole time, man. Yeah, I, I didn't stop the recording no. or anything. Uh, I'm gonna ask each one of you this as you like finish up your spiel. So, what are you guys gonna play in 2023? Like, what uh, Ooh. what's your plan for 2023? gaming related like you say you're gonna play some big rpg 
Do you already know what that is? Or are you just going to kind of go with the flow? No, it just, t- normally it just hits me and then I'll start looking and I'll play it. Um, but it, it's, again, I'm a, I'm a mood seasonal. I know I'm going to play some Madden just because I love doing the front office f- uh, franchise mode. Um, and I, and I know next fall I'm going to buy duty because I mean, I think because it gets dark so soon in the winter and the uh, late fall and winter that it's just, you, you can play for a good three, four hours and still not even past bedtime yet because yeah. it gets dark so early. So I, I think it's all psychological and how my mood is with the games. But as far as the RPGs, it's just like, I'll just stumble across one like, uh, the uh, Dragon Quest Eleven. I just happened to be at Best Buy one day, and that thing was on sale from like fifty down to twenty, and so I grabbed it, and that was a really fun game. And uh, the the Rainbow Moon game. Yeah, I was gonna that say was, that. How did you stumble across that? I was, it was on PlayStation Plus before they changed their levels of the of the PlayStation thing. Yeah. Um. And so I was like, okay, I'll give it a try. And I, you could edit the characters' names to whoever. Um, and so I remember I had uh, Ariana Grande and and Canela Skin out there <laughs> fighting with me. But and that's the thing, like when you like the Cult of Lamb, when you could add our names, I'll probably pick up Cult of Lamb just so that I can do that. It's fun. You'll like that game a lot, man. It's fun. That's definitely a muff game. <clears throat> I just, I, I've ever since, uh, I mean, baseball stars, when you could edit the character, create characters, edit them, um, NBA Live, you, you, like, you could create Scottie Pippen, and all of a sudden, boom, it's another copy of Scottie Pippen, and then, then you change their name, then you change their physique, but yeah. it's all Scottie Pippen's attributes or whoever it is. And so I like when you have the option to just be creative and do whatever the fuck you want and make it more relatable to you. You can take a shit game, but when you can put your friends in there and make it more like, more relatable to you, you, you just have a little bit more fun. Since we're talking about shit games that are fun, you know what, the, what a big myth was, as you, as you mentioned this? Animal Crossing. They should let you like add people's names to that. That seems like yeah, something Brian. they should do. Um, I think that there is kind of cult followings for like every single villager that there is. So I could see them maybe giving you like a, like a single customizable villager, but I think a little bit of what they have built up would be lost by letting you fully customize your villagers. I mean, maybe they'll go that route in the future, but I mean, like there's a, a loyal fan base for like dozens of these random villagers that like you or I maybe don't even give a shit about, but like some people are like, they're my favorite one. Yeah. I don't give a what? shit about any of them. What, when they add- <laughs> None of them. Not really. I oh, like man. Sheldon because my son's name is Sheldon, but I never even got him. <laughs> I-, I liked, so I would, I was getting a couple of the rare ones that everybody wanted. And so just because it was what everybody wanted, I was like, well, I'm going to hold on to these motherfuckers then. It's because fuck everybody else. Um, but beyond that, I like that you could visit each other's island and your guys' characters could come visit or I could come visit. That was cool because you didn't have to rename a character. That was your fucking character on their fucking island. Yeah, that's true, too. The- like yeah. with the multiplayer aspect, like, yeah, if I had a character named Muff, but then Muff comes to my island, then it's like, oh, yeah. I guess I didn't need Muff the sheep or whatever to. 
Why gotta be sheep, bitch? <laughs> I think there is a sheep called That's perfect. Man. Fuck Animal Crossing. Muff, that's actually, that's another actually... game Muff played for 500 hours, <laughs> then he's like, oh, fuck that game. VR, uh, Animal Crossing is good in VR. <laughs> I don't even want to know what VR Animal Crossing videos you're watching. Bestiality. What's wrong with that? <laughs> you, uh, you, you got anything else, Muff, that you played in December? You know what, Muff? I think a game, since you're not answering the question, I think you, a game you'd I'm like thinking, bitch. is uh, for next year would be Midnight Suns by Marvel. Have you have you seen that game? People no. have been talking about that game a lot. Yeah. I want to play as a tactical RPG um, with okay. with characters in the Marvel Universe. Um, I'm not sure if it's on Game Pass or not, but uh, no. I've been hearing a lot of good buzz about it. Midnight Sun? Yeah, I got like Wolverine in there, mm-hmm. a lot of Marvel people. RPG. So I, uh, to answer your question, Brian, part of me thinks, oh, you know what? I I finally went on Game Pass to see what was there, and a lot of it was the same old shit that I didn't want to play last time. So no, I don't think I played anything else. You hear that? There's Melvin? so much Game good Pass stuff. is not uh, what it's all cracked up to be. Dude, I'm excited well, about it, man. I no. just got a uh, so much good stuff. There's well, a lot of it, a lot of stuff on there I want to play. When it was new to me, I was very excited too. But th- at this point, like several years, I've been on Game Pass, and it's a lot of the same old stuff. Now, like it was really good when Slay the Spire was on there, and I think oh, it they still took is. It, they took it, okay. No, I think it still is. That was worth the money of the Game Pass because play the fuck out of that game. And they had a lot of other games too, but even the PlayStation ones when they first had it, I I was playing a lot of games on there, trying shit. But eventually, it's, it's hard for a game to hold my interest. So I'll give it a fair shot, but if it can't hold my interest, I'll move on. And uh, so maybe that'll be my next PS uh, PS Five game. You when are you gonna get your PS Five, Spiral? Uh, when when Melvin asked me the question about games coming to play next year, I'll answer that question. Ooh. Okay, okay, but soon. It's already out. The yeah. PlayStation Five, the Mar- the Midnight Sun, <laughs> December second, Midnight Sun. <laughs> <laughs> you ink and hoe it, Jeringer, bitch. Yes, it's out, Muff. Is it a uh, multiplayer? Not sure on that one. Oh. It's uh, it's on Steam. Maybe that'll be a Steam Deck game for me. All right. Should we move on to Melbro? What you got for Free For All December? Yeah, so I started um this month out. I went to the library because Brian always been talking about he gets his games at the library sometimes. So I went to check it out. I went to the library by my house. And they actually got a pretty good selection of games there. I didn't realize that. So that's going to be a new thing for me. Just going to the library and picking up some games. So I picked up uh, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire on PlayStation 5. Um, Terrible ass game. Bad. <laughs> 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 Super buggy. Um, 
the voice actor was really like corny and stale. They only had like a couple of characters you can pick. A lot of the questions were dumb, but I ended up beating it. Um, I know Brian has been playing that game for years and never got to the million dollar question. I did get to the million dollars once. <laughs> I got it within like my second day because I'm an elite gamer. <laughs> 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 so I got the million in that. What was the uh, million dollar question? I don't even remember. Probably I'm, some easy bullshit for the new one. <laughs> did you use Google? No, I didn't use Google. No, I did it uh, the, the legit way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did it legit. So they had uh, the thing about this one, they gave you four lifelines. They gave you an extra one. I forget what it was, though. I would have got two million if I had the extra <laughs> lifeline. Um, they did have like a co-op mode that I tried to play with my wife. She didn't like that shit um, because it was like really difficult. You couldn't use lifelines in co-op mode. It was weird. This is not a good game at all. Like this is something that should be free. Nothing that you should pay for. I'm glad I just got it free at the library, but it was it, it is what it is. I like the show a lot. We did an episode, right? Yeah, we did an episode of Who Wants to Be a Millionaire that was a lot better than this shit ass game. Um, so don't play this game, but if you really like the show and you're desperate for something, find a way to get it for cheap. Did I ever tell you guys about the time when Irma and I auditioned for Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? Yes. No. T- yeah. No. I think you did, but yeah, tell us again. All right. Real quick. So. We were engaged and they were doing auditions in New York for wedding week for who wants to be a millionaire. So I was like, oh, Irma, we got to do this. Like we're an interracial couple. So it'll be like edgy for TV. And, you know, I think like, you know, somewhat bubbly personalities that I think would go well for TV. I was like, we got to audition for this. So both of you guys would go on the show? Yeah. Yeah. So both of us would go for the show. And it was supposed to be to pay for your wedding. Like the the theme of the show would be your wedding. It was for engaged couples. So I was like, oh, man, we're shooing for this. So but her mom said, you can't go overnight to um, audition for this. The only way that she would let her go with me is if we went there and back the same day. So we went there, flew into New York, did the audition, failed the audition, oh. and then flew back the same day. <laughs> it was, so we didn't even get to interview. They, they have you do a quiz before you can even do the, the personal interview part. And we, we didn't do well enough on the quiz compared to the other couples. And we didn't even get to be interviewed. It was like the first round elimination oh, for the sure. interview. Was the quiz about like millionaire questions? Like was it like the questions are just like about you and your it personality? Was, it was trivia questions. It was trivia. And one of them was even like, what is the the train system called in Chicago? And we're like, oh damn, it's the loop. Like we're gonna know this. And no, we apparently th- some of the some of the questions were really hard. It's actually. the metro, right? No, the, 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 the L. The, the L. L. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah. That's you. what the question was. Yeah. It was either a question about the L or about the loop. It was something Chicago related. And I was like, oh, damn. Like, this is a give me. But uh, yeah, no, we, we did not make it on the show. And it was a uh, plane trip to New York there and back in the damn. same day for that. Well, you guys have a good story. Cool, yeah, cool yeah, story that to is, tell. That yeah. is a good story. Yeah. Did you guys find out immediately, like, as you felt the quiz? Immediately. <laughs> you did not pass to the next round? <laughs> get yeah. the fuck out of here. Yeah, very very first question, it goes, Man, zaps him, he's like, get the fuck out! <laughs> you guys didn't spend any time in New York either? Like, go to a restaurant or anything? Or? So my sister lives in New York, so she did meet us there, and I think she kind of guided us from the airport to the, uh, what would it have been, the ABC building or something like that? So, yeah, and we spent a bit of time with my sister. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was not a lot of time. So 
You guys should have got like separate rooms or something and then just stayed. Yeah, I think it was going to be uh, that was just not going to fly yeah, no matter. Gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> yeah, so. yeah. I have a question for you. If you had to use a phone a friend, who would you call, Melvin? Hmm. It depends on what the question is. If they're actually. Nope, a... nope, nope, nope. Just gut instinct. Who would you call? I would call Bash. Bash knows a lot of shit about a lot of stuff. Like a human Google. Spiral? I probably have to go with uh, Moose on this one. Brian? Yeah, Bash was my initial thought. But there's a guy I work with called Jake Bach that uh, oh, I might have mentioned him before. fuck this guy. Jake <laughs> Bach. God damn. Jake Bach is good at trivia. I might call Jake Bach. It depends on the question too, right? Like, well, yeah, If it's a video the... game question, it's going to be Bash for sure. Well, yeah. But I just think your first instinct. What about like, you, Muff? It would be Brian, because he's the only motherfucker that would pick up the phone if I called. <laughs> <laughs> the rest of you fuckers would be like, why is this bitch calling me? <laughs> Brian does always pick up, though. I noticed that. He, he never, you never get Brian's voicemail. He always it's picks true. up. It's true. I got nothing better to do. I'm just playing Flash Royale and <laughs> sitting on group me waiting for people to entertain me. Uh, the other game, well, uh, two more games. <clears throat> um, as an elite gamer, one other story that I have is... <laughs> Bitch can't even say light right. <laughs> Last night, I played Monster Train. It's actually a good game. It's a very, very similar to Slay the Spire. So if you like Slay the Spire, I think you would like this game. It's slightly different concepts. It's like you're playing these cards and like you have to climb different levels of this train and not let the monsters get to the top level of the train to destroy like your train. Um, but it's a lot of the same concepts. You'll see like different types of cards. You pick different characters. Um, you got like merchants and everything, and it's like a roguelike as well. It's really fun. I don't think it's as as elite as uh Slays Aspire. Um, but it, it's definitely fun. If you like Slays Aspire, you'll you'll enjoy this game. Beat it on my second run. I'm just a beast. Ran through that bitch. What'd you play it on, Melvin? Game Pass, baby. Oh shit! Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm liking this game pass though. It's giving me a lot of uh, opportunity to explore new games that I, I yeah. wouldn't have played otherwise. Like this monster train is something I, I don't feel like I would have bought it, but since I, it's on Game Pass, I'm really happy that I played it. So yeah, I'm all in on Game Pass, man. I'm Team Xbox now. Dark side's crying in the corner somewhere. I think. <laughs> That's why he's game not pass on. Is good. <laughs> <laughs> is that a popular game? I've never heard of it before. Um, I don't think it's too popular, um, but a lot of people like in the Slay the Spire circle, you know, talk about this game too. So I think I, it's a, a a pretty pretty probably a mediocre game in the card game genre. I might have tried it. I swear, I know I've seen it many times when I've gone on Game Pass. I might have tried it. Um, I yeah, you would like this one, Muff. You would like it. I I think I might have played it. Um, is is there like your character's on one tower, and who you're facing is on another tower, and you have to play these. You you guys are just on like different ends of the train, and like you guys meet in the middle of the fight, and then whoever wins advances to the next floor, and then like more people fight on that floor. Yeah, I I, I might have just looked at it a couple times. Yeah, check that one out. I think you would. Of anybody, I think you would enjoy this one a lot. All right, uh, I uh, I'll certainly look at it. Yeah, so. Game Pass, baby. Um, and then the last game I played this month was Portal. 
finally check that out. Really good game. I'm glad you guys recommended that. This is a game that I know Brian talked about a lot. Moose talked about a lot. Spiral said he's going to play it soon. Uh, I'm really late to the party, but I played the first one. I'll eventually play the second one. I bought it, uh, the compilation um, on Switch. Played it on that. And it was a really interesting puzzle game where you're just creating portals to try and solve puzzles. And then, like, they elevate and you get, like, new abilities to be able to kind of solve these puzzles. So it was a lot of fun. It kept me on my toes. I only had to look at Google one time. I'm not really good at puzzle games at all. I only had to look at Google one time um, to be able to beat the game. Um, the the one thing I didn't like about the game is I think you guys uh, hyped up this uh, GLaDOS character a bit much for my liking <laughs> when we did that character bracket. You guys uh, eliminated Ratchet due to GLaDOS, and I'm like, this this bitch is pretty basic. It's not like yeah, but so is Ratchet. Ratchet's kind of like just no, a lame man. generic character. Just Ratchet's like been in so many games, telling jokes. GLaDOS is just like talking to Siri on your Apple phone. Who is GLaDOS? Like the computer that's antagonizing you in Portal. Oh, not she much sings personality the song at the end too. Cake. Yeah. 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 Are you yeah. playing Portal Month? I play Rock Band where the really shines. They had that song on Rock Band, the Still Alive. Oh, we used okay. to play it all the time. I, I think why GLaDOS stands out as a great character in that game is because that's a puzzle game, and normally puzzle games don't have any personality like that. So just adding that in is already makes it kind of stand out as special. But I overall, I think GLaDOS is really funny just in general. So, um, yeah, I think that probably makes it stand out. And then when you compare it against Ratchet, it's like it's a no-brainer <laughs> on which one's better. Ratchet is nice, man. But I'll see how uh, GLaDOS character evolves in the second one. But yeah, I thought she was a basic bitch. I don't even know if she's in the second one. Oh, really? Yeah. my. Oh, my... we fucked that up real good then. <laughs> <laughs> I could be wrong, but my, my memory is very poor if I only play a game once. So I don't remember a whole lot of the story, but I'm not. She probably is in it now that I think about it, but I I should replay Portal 2. So does, is Portal 2 a lot better than the first one? I know it, people really talk about Part 2 a lot more. Yeah, I mean, Portal 2 is just like a full-fledged game um, where it, it has more of a plot, I would say, and it's it's longer. Like, yeah, like I think I said in the group chat, like Portal, the first one's like a proof of concept, and then the second one is like the full game they made after they realized that that concept of gameplay is really fun yeah i'm looking forward to playing the second one i just suck at puzzle games so it's a game that uh like if i get stuck on a puzzle too long i get really tempted to look it up i don't like being stuck too long i get that way too yeah it with um even with the witness where i swore up and down i wasn't going to look anything up i still looked up a couple things so yeah it's hard not to when it's so easy to find the answer yeah it's like i'll give it like 30 minutes. And if I'm stuck more than 30 minutes, I just look the shit up. My genes are just stronger than y'all. My mom never looked anything up on Witness. That's very impressive because the Witness is hard as hell. With Portal, I think what's kind of like, even if you look up the way to do it, like from what I remember, especially in Portal 2, just pulling off what they want you to do is still kind of tough. Yeah. So that's another thing that makes it unique. It's a puzzle game. But it still requires some dexterity to like being able to pull off some of what they want you to do. 
Right. Yeah. It's like you have to sometimes shoot a portal mid air while you jump in so you can fall in and then build up some momentum so you can shoot to the other side of a room. It was yeah. it was some really cool concepts. I've never seen any other game, you know, designed like this before, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. So like like a game like The Witness, if you look up the puzzle, there is absolutely no challenge then. Like you just do whatever it is. But with Portal, like there would still be some enjoyment I could see you getting out of it. Not as much, but it would it would still be fun to like pull off what they want you to do, even if you were told how to do it. Why do people consider The Witness the best puzzle game of all time when you got Portal out here? Um, I don't know that the general public would consider that. I think The Witness is kind of a tough pill to swallow for some people, but what The Witness does so well, I think, is kind of not holding your hand at all. And then just that sense of discovery and those epiphanies you get when you finally figure something out. There's no game like The Witness that does that. So that's why I think people really like the witness cool yeah that's all i got i gotta uh i'll be back in like one minute though all right you gonna get some chili or some ice creams key lime pie yeah i went looking for key lime pie today and i haven't seen key lime pie in stock since like late summer you actually seeked out key lime pie i enjoy key lime pie very much yeah uh, for my birthday, I got a key lime pie and then put that chocolate shell on top of it. You know how like Dairy Queen, mm-hmm. they take that cone and dip, mm-hmm. yeah. And that was really fucking good. Yeah, I, I enjoy key lime. You know, we had key lime pie hookah one time and it made Emil vomit. True story. I don't believe you. That is true. Ask him. You don't even, j- just ask him what flavor hookah made you throw up i mean it's probably happened more than once but he will remember <laughs> key lime pie was it that bad i thought it was okay I, I don't know that it was necessarily the flavor that did him in was he overdoing it again uh i mean this was so long ago i don't even remember the, it was just it, it stands out in my memory because key lime pie is such an odd flavor that i yeah. think we only ever had it once it's pre- it's, that's when you were using quick lights and shit. You got oh, yeah. all, oh, all yeah. that other stuff in there too. That's <laughs> yeah. yeah. I would try. I would try it if, uh, if I had it. Yeah, there was a brand that we used to buy that they had all sorts of wacky flavors. Like they had graham cracker, they had peanut butter, they had I don't know, like spiced rum flavor and stuff like that. I I think I would like graham. I like graham crackers. I used it was, to. Gra- I liked it. I used to take a package of graham crackers and just break it up and put it in a cereal bowl and have that for cereal. With milk on it? Yeah. 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 My dad used to do the same thing. He would call it the graham cracker special. He would heat up the milk and then he would add some granulated sugar to it and then let it soak. And then it was like this mushy graham cracker. But yeah, we didn't was, have it all it the good. time. But it was, oh, it was real good. Yeah. yeah. My dad would do that with rice. He'd put a little cinnamon and milk in the bowl of rice. Oh, yeah. No idea why. We're talking about uh, cinnamon toast crunch. No. Yeah, we we can talk about that. Good cereal. What, what you want to? What's your favorite cereal as a kid? Apple Jacks. Really? <laughs> yeah, Apple Jacks is good, man. Apple Jacks. <laughs> <laughs> I would not. So have, you guys I look like picked, you're disgusted at me or something. I would have picked ten cereals before Apple. Apple Jacks. Jacks? Cinnamon crunchy, fun to eat, part of this good breakfast treat. Apple Jacks. But it doesn't apple taste like apples. <laughs> What about you, Star? What's your favorite cereal? Man, I I like the Apple Jacks too. Yeah. I don't know why these give guys give me such hate. I didn't say it was bad. Uh, it just wasn't my favorite. I like nah, this. I, I don't even think it's bad. It's just, I like 
I've only eaten it like a handful of times in my life. I like Captain Crunch, um, Count Chocula, and um, Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Liked a lot. Probably what kind three. of Captain Crunch? Uh, just a st- oh, I can't remember now. It's been a long time. I think just like the the plain like normal Captain Crunch. What the else is plain, there? Like, Peanut yellow, butter, like yeah, all berries, yeah. bitch. Oh yeah, oops, that was good. Oops, berries. Peanut butter I, Captain Crunch all the way. I yeah, had the chocolate Captain Crunch. It's hard to find, but I had the chocolate Captain Crunch, and that was actually good. I ne- I never even seen that. What was yours? I know you were sugary cereal kid. What was your favorite? You talking to Brian. me, Brian? Cinnamon Toast Crunch would be yeah, like- uh, would be my favorite. I still like it quite a bit. As a uh, Fruity Pebbles or Golden Grams? Oh yeah, that's a good one. Fruity Pebbles. Fruity Pebbles are trash. <laughs> those little, they're not bad actually no, i didn't those, like those them before trash, but cammy likes them they're not bad <laughs> why nobody, it, nobody ate that why would you not eat some fruity pebble they were just like little like they were too small they were like little they all melted down and shit they get soggy quickly they, yeah it's, they get really soggy and it's still good it is still good played a, a three games i'll talk about this episode um the first one i've been talking about for the last couple podcasts is halo infinite which i did finish i started this game as a uh, a game that makes moose smile because i know he's a big halo guy i wasn't able to get it done in time for that month but i got it done this month for um the free-for-all theme and i like this game a lot um you know, I haven't been much of a Halo guy. I've, I liked the first few games. I did not like Reach. I don't think I liked 5 that much. I don't remember 4 at all. I did like Halo Wars, but I'm not like a big Halo fan. I don't know the lore and all that shit. Uh, but going back to this game, playing this game on Game Pass, best deal in gaming, download that shit. And uh, it was honestly a real... Um, nostalgic moment like hearing like the music and things like that come up and playing the game and playing the campaign i just played the campaign um and seeing the enemies and the and the world and and the experience it was all like a big flashback to like those earlier halo games i really did like um the game itself was really good at least in 2021 by 343 industries i think um i think that's the company that, that, that took over from um Bungie, right? Yeah, that sounds. I right, believe yeah. so. Yeah, with four, right? I think so. I think and four, yeah. It's interesting because I looked up this company. They've only done Halo games. I'm not sure if they'll do anything other than Halo games. But after playing this game, I like to see what else they can do because it was really fun. Um, basically, the story is you're on you're another Halo ring. It's called Zeta Halo, and there's something going on. And the game starts out with starts out with you as Master Chief, like losing like you you're fighting these these uh, enemies called the banished which are like these like ape looking creatures aliens and uh one of the one of the banished actually defeats you and you're floating in space and someone picks you up and that's where the game begins and you go back to the to the zeta halo and you're trying to figure out why the banished are there the banished i guess are in the lore of the books and also in halo wars 2 but this is like their first mainline halo appearance 
and they're trying to find this weapon or something like that. And uh, you're trying to find this weapon too. Um, and not, I'm not going to spoil it too much, but this weapon is actually an AI, um, kind of the pre the successor to Cortana. And uh, you're trying to basically rescue her and then figure out what the banished are doing. And there's a bunch of stuff going on with the, these creatures called the Endless um, and all this other stuff. So the story's neat. I thought it was it was pretty good. It was it was easy to follow. The gameplay itself was really good too. Uh, one of the newest things, or the, the newest thing to the Halo mechanic, I guess, would be the grapple shot. So you basically have a like a grappling gun which repels you or propels you. You can swing from things. I feel like it's almost like Spider Man. Ever played that game? I'm sure I'll play at some point, but you can basically just shoot out the grapple shot and, and run from area to area. It's a really neat mechanic that opens up a lot of different things in Halo um, that I've never experienced before, where it's climbing or just fast travel. There was a boss I had a really hard time defeating, and then I was like, why don't I use the grapple shot? And it was so cool to swing it around things and like evading. Um, it was a really neat accessory, neat, a neat new weapon to add to the way is to it, the Halo lore. Is this open world? It's open world, yeah. So I guess it's semi open world. Basically, you have a map screen and you can go to any area in in the ring, and um, you have a map and it gives you points of interest. So there are there are forward operating bases that have been taken over by the banished, and you can go there and and, and you can um, basically in, in any order you want to go in there and rescue these bases, and then they become fast travel points. Um, there are things like high-value targets which show up on your map. When you when you rescue a Ford operating base, it opens up the map a little bit more. It can, you can see other areas where you can go, and there are some high-value targets uh, which are like boss battles, um, basically. And when you, when you unlock these things, you earn valor. And then the valor builds up, and then when you when you go to a Ford operating base, you're able to unlock more weapons and more vehicles and things like that. So it's got like an RPG kind of quality where you try to earn more experience to unlock better weapons, better vehicles, and things like that. Kind of like Halo Wars when we were playing that. Yeah, kinda, kinda. Um, Thanks. Kirby. Yeah, ba- the way you travel in the map is very similar to Halo Wars. Yeah. Um, but you can obviously it's a first person shooter and you have the different weapons. What I liked about doing is doing is you get enough valor, you can go to a Ford operating base and you can unlock a sniper rifle, right? And you can bring that to the next area you need to go to. Pretty much I, I don't want to spoil too much about the, the story, which is pretty good. Uh I I was looking online, people call it like a back to basics type of Halo game. I agree. The story was great. Uh yeah, don't spoil it. I want to play it. I'd already the, uh downloaded it. The game, game pass, wasn't baby. The game wasn't that difficult. I played on standard. It took me about twenty six hours, but I was doing a lot. Like twenty six sounds long for a Halo, no? Well, on how long to beat it's eleven hours main story. But it's like I want to take on these high value targets. You know, I want to open up these Ford operating bases. I want to do all all this other stuff. So I was dicking around a bit. And there's a lot more to do for sure. Um I probably did maybe half at most. So it's a pretty big game if you're going to do all the other stuff. Brian, yeah. uh, good game pass, man. Let's run through some Halo, man. Yeah, nah. Brian. Come on, man. Nah. I'm telling you, man. Once you get in there, man. I. Uh, when else I are you going to play some Monster Train and some of these random obscure games? The, the thing about game, and I don't want to get, but the thing about game pass is that I uh, I don't think I would play anything to completion. 
I, I really think that just buying a game gives me more of a uh, motivation to play all the way through it. And I think on Game Pass, I would just sample games all the time and finish nothing. So, and I like buying physical games. So that that's kind of the two reasons I don't really get Game Pass. You buy all those hype Xbox. train games, but you don't play those anyway, man. So might as well get Game Pass. Shit, I got a hype train game coming <laughs> up, man. Buckle up for that, baby. Well, Melvin, I think you did it right, man. Buying the Xbox Series S and then getting Game Pass, that's the way to go. Yeah, yeah. I don't need any physical games. This is going to be my Game Pass machine and do some gaming and, with you fellas. And Brian, there's a bunch of games that are like three to four to five hours long. I think that would be down right down your alley, like indie games and things like that. Yeah, yeah, I, I I think you guys have shared, I know Moose has shared games before, and when I had it for the month, yeah, there was a lot of games, like, what was that, Cyber Shadow was a game that I think you played, Melbro, and yeah, there's, uh, like, Narita Boy was another one that I think Moose, yeah, there, there's quite a bit of games that I think I would want to play, but I don't know. Do you like playing with your friends online? I I do and I don't. Um, the idea of playing with people online is fun. But for some reason, like setting aside the time is sometimes at the end of the night, I just want to play a single player game. So I rarely play games online unless it's a Nintendo game. Then I will always make time to play. So if you woke up tomorrow and Nintendo announced Nintendo Game Pass, you would be not interested? Oh, 100% I would sign up. <laughs> no question. And I would we- drag all of you with me. Yeah, I was just about plan. to say, he'll weasel us on the family plan. Right. <laughs> so the other game I played this month is a game that's got a lot of acclaim online. It's a game called Immortality. I feel like we've talked about it a bit. Uh, I was going into it very, very blind. I was looking for a short game to play before I played the next long game on my list. And this came up. I was doing a Google search on short games on Game Pass, and this came up. It took me about six hours to finish. It's hard to talk about this game without spoiling it. And I know, Melro, I know you want to play it, so I, I won't spoil it too much. I won't spoil it at all. I won't spoil it out, but I will give you a little bit about the mechanics, which was interesting on this game. Uh, basically, the story is. And have you heard about the story, Melbro? Like the story behind no, this game? I don't know anything about it. All right, I'll just give you a little bit. Basically, you're the player has found this lost footage of um, these three movies that were filmed but never were released for whatever reasons. Oh, and I know this one. And uh, you operate, like, you, you get the footage somehow, and you operate this machine that allows you to look through the footage. Uh, you, can look, you can go forward, you can go backward, you can pause. And basically the game is you watch a clip, you see what's going on, then you pause it in some area, and you select something on the screen, whether it's an actress's face or <laughs> something they're holding or something in the background, <laughs> and it zooms in, and then there's a second, a second clip that's playing. And basically, just do that and that and that until you unlock all the clips. And uh, it's all full motion video, um, and it's uh, fully acted. And the acting is fucking crazy good. Like I thought it'd be like this B movie bullshit that like Dark Side would watch, but it was actually like really good acting. Like the main actress was really really great. Like, yeah, she was nominated she- for um, best actress of the year, but that Kratos guy won it though. 
Oh my gosh. Well, I haven't played God of War, but she was amazing in this game. Just amazing. I, I guess it's hard to compare it because it's her. You know, it's her acting right. versus like a voice actor. But she why, was. Uh, go ahead. Why did you say like you shouldn't play this around like your wife and kids? Is it is it pretty crazy? Like it's very very adult, very adult. So just Brian, warning. Sorry, Brian. Text me. He wants to know how are her tits. <laughs> False. <laughs> So, Brian, she's a very petite lady, um, very uh, in shape and skinny, and her chest is amazing. What else did Brian ask, Muff? What about the booty hole? I'll leave you it know that's Brian. a Muff question. <laughs> I'll leave that for you to figure out. You got to zoom yeah. in to figure it out in the game, Muff. If there was it's, a bowl of Apple Jacks on the booty, would you eat it? I mean, Apple Jacks are good, Brian. These are all good questions, Brian. I'm proud of you tonight. <laughs> So, yeah, it's super adult. So, like, I know you guys have kids and families and shit. So, like, it's not a game you're going to show to somebody, like, at a Christmas party. Like, it's got a lot of sexual innuendo, talk, drugs, violence, a lot of nudity, um, a lot of simulated sex. So, it's it's pretty hardcore. I mean, it's not hardcore, but it's pretty adult. Sounds like must VR. Man, I just went from (laughs) 6 to (laughs) 10. More like six to seven and a half, seven and a half or so. <laughs> um, so did you, was, I mean, did you enjoy it though? I so I did and I didn't. I think because it was so hyped up, I had a lot of I have a lot of expectation built up, almost like Doki Doki. It has it's very similar to me, vibe wise as Doki Doki Literature Club, where something weird is going on under the surface, and it. Yeah, I won't say anymore, but something weird is going on under the surface. It's got a very creepy vibe to it. This sounds like it's gonna be um, a, like a good deep dive for us, man. We should we should do is it. Is this this on Game Pass? It's on Game Pass, yeah. Oh shit. And free on mobile too. Free on mobile? Yeah. Oh. I didn't so that I, would be a good deep dive then. So I could play VR. You could. What um, so like when you compared it to Doki Doki, are you doing things in this game that impacts anything? Or are you just zooming in and finding clips and you're going to find every clip no matter... It's just going to be a different order maybe in how you're doing things. It's hard to say without spoiling it. Um, there, There's something you have to discover and there's a way you discover it. Um, you got to look at really, the booty hole. <laughs> have to eat some Apple Jacks. <laughs> but yeah, there is, there, is, there is things you need to figure out. Um, almost puzzle wise as you get more and more into the game and uh going back to melvin's question about how i felt about it it was very hype to me so i felt like coming into it i was like it's gonna be fucking amazing and the acting was for sure like the story is really really good um the clips you unearth the acting is so cool it's almost like watching like um memento because you're like putting these puzzle pieces together of different film clips and things like that but the story for me is almost like when Muff said he finished Elden Ring out of the blue after putting a thousand hours in. Um, it was kind of the same situation with me. Like I got to the end of the game really fast and I felt some things weren't really explained. That could have been just me missing things. Um, but when I got to the end, I'm like, oh shit, I'm there already? Fuck. Like I thought I had more to do. Um, so that was my one critique. And that could maybe just be how I played the game. And not remembering certain things that happened in certain scenarios, uh, 
but overall, I think it's a game we should, I think that's a really good idea to do a deep dive on it. It's, it's a very interesting game. It took me about six hours to finish. So it's not a big time suck. And it, it is, it is pretty addicting. Like I did want to continually play this game just to see more of her, more of the cast, <laughs> more of the story. Um, that's, that's not powdered milk coming out of that booty hole. Y'all. Seems like a dark but, side game too. Like something he would like. I think for sure Darkseid would love this because it has a lot of like um like old Hollywood old Hollywood type of things going on. Like Trying not vaudeville? To give it. Not like vaudeville, but like it's hard to say without spoiling it, but like it spans a lot of different time periods. Um so seeing how films evolved, how actors were treated and things like that. Yeah, I think it'd definitely be up Dark Side's alley for sure. Dark side is a Weinstein guy. I mean, oh, I mean, there are parallels. <laughs> Brown. <laughs> Brown making a note of what he has to edit now. <laughs> I've lost track on this free for all. You can't cancel us on a free for all. Anything goes. But yeah, it took me about six and a half hours to finish. Um, and on Metacritic, Metacritic, it got an 88, which I feel is pretty damn high. That is, that is high. high. Um, but I'll leave it up to you guys. If you guys play it, hopefully you do play. I think everybody should play it, just not in front of their wife and kids. Uh, I'm curious to see what you guys think of it because there's some things that, right after uh, Final Fantasy. There are some things that happen in that game which are kind of like really were cool. Yeah, I was not expecting, and then there's other things that happen which I wasn't a big fan of. Um, so hopefully we can talk about it at some point. Cool stuff, man. The final game I played is uh. My next big game, Xenoblade Definitive Edition on Nintendo Switch. Man, I do love my Switch. I think that's oh, a great man. system. Really? There I, we go. I like it, man. <laughs> you I like play the exclu- it. I like the exclusives though. Like Xbox will always be my main system, but the the Switch exclusives are great. Like Breath of the Wild was great, Fire Emblem was great, Animal Crossing was great, and this game so far has been really, really fun. Yes. Um you- it's a re- Okay. Brian saying, "Yes, he never played all the I played a couple of the ones he rattled off, though. Well, the Switch games that I enjoy, <laughs> I play docked, and because I think the yeah. colors on the docked Switch games are really good. Do you play docked or do you play handheld? I play 100 percent docked. Okay. I never play handheld on Same it. Here. And I agree. Like the co- like, I don't know. There's like a feel to a Switch game, right? Like." From Animal Crossing to Breath of the Wild to Fire Emblem, like there's this this feel of this game, uh, of the system that I just really can't fully explain. It's called fun. <laughs> focus on fun. Um, the Nintendo magic. And uh, this game reminds me of like Fire Emblem a bit, as far as the art goes, the graph, the the ter- character designs and things like that. It's got the anime Japanese feel and look to it. Um, it's uh, the reason I started playing it is, is our next theme is going to be music, games with great music, much to Melvin's delight. And oh, yeah. this game, I looked it up, has people saying has really great music, and so far it has been very, very good. Uh, the game itself, I guess, came out in the Wii in 2010. Um, so the graphics, it's a, it's a re, it's a remaster, or I don't know, I'm called remaster or a remake or updated version. The graphics still aren't the best. Uh, but the story is pretty cool. The cutscenes are great. The characters are really neat. 
what was weird about this game is like it's a japanese game right so i'm expecting like voice acting to be like kind of like normal like english actors or american actors and then i played a game and every character has like this deep like uk british accent which i'm sure brian would hate but every again i hate monty (laughs) python that is all i do not hate british people i do my gps is set to a british accent a female yeah. British accent. <laughs> I, saw, I saw you get an erection one time to Hugh Grant, so you're good. The re- the reason I believe with the UK voice actors or the British voice actors is that Xenoblade Chronicles originally got um, translated and localized for Europe, but it did not make it over to America. And there had to be a really big push by the fan community to get it brought over to America. And I believe they just took the same version that was released in the UK and brought it over here. So I don't know if Nintendo of Europe specifically were the ones that like handled all the voice acting or whatever, but I believe that's why it is. And I think that's actually stayed throughout the series where they all have the British accents from what I know. I've never played one, but you are correct. Yes. So the main character's name is Shulk. Not Ah. not She-Hulk, but Shulk. Uh, There's a female character called Fiora. There is a male ca- character called Rain. I'm sure there's more characters. I've played about five or six hours so far, but it's another really good Nintendo Switch RPG. I'm looking forward to playing it more and unlocking more of the story. The story is kind of far out. Like, Have you heard about the story, Brian? Have you heard of the lore about, of this game? I know very little about it. I bought it the day it came out for the Wii, and I never played it, and I know almost nothing about it. So the game starts out with these two huge robots like fighting in space, like these huge, massive robots. They're like gods. And then um, when the game starts up, you're actually, they're so big, they're as big as planets, and you're living on that one god. Um, so basically, when you're exploring the world, you're exploring the robots, the robot itself is just its body. So you're, you're like, on, you start out like on its shin, then you move up to its kneecap, it's kind of interesting. You have all these different monsters and um, other characters, cities, colonies on this giant god robot thing. And then the other robot, um, I think it's called Mechanus, and you're fighting the Mechons, which are like, I guess, the robots that inhabit like that god planet robot thing. I'm not sure, but uh, it's definitely a far out story. Um, yeah, that sounds pretty pretty <laughs> out there. Yeah, it, I I do remember a little bit about that now that you say that, where there was yeah like the two different like robots and you're exploring on them and yeah, I mean, it sounded like a cool concept then. It still sounds kind of fresh and unique now. Yeah, and uh, so far story's cool. There's some side missions I think are pretty shitty. Uh, it's basically just like hunting different types of monsters and things like that. The combat is took me a bit to get used to. Like it's. Basically, you right-click or you uh, shoulder button target an enemy, and then you attack them, but your attacks are automatic. So basically, you just kind of walk around it, and attacks are automatic. You fill up your meter, and then you hit the button. You can you can un- um, unleash an art is what they call it in the game. Um, so, so far, it's been a fun game. I'm looking forward to playing it more. I'm looking forward to playing the other games in the series, and uh, we'll talk about the music in our next podcast a long game right what what is the main story on how long to beat do you know yeah it's gotta I be like it. 70 hours or something no it wasn't that long it was like 50 oh really uh, oh, right. but i mean that's how long the beat so probably it is probably 70 or 75 yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you gotta play all three of these back-to-back sparrow not back-to-back um i'll definitely play the other two but 
Um, my next game for this uh, is going to be Final Fantasy VII Remake. I know you're playing that, that right now, Mel, bro. Yeah. So um, after I finish this game, hopefully next month or the month after, I'll pick up a PS5 and start on um, FF7 Remake. Nice. What else you got planned for 2023 to play? Uh, that and then we had the Final Fantasy a series deep dive coming up, coming coming out soon. Um, so I did pick up the Crisis Core remake that I'll be playing, and then I think after Final Fantasy VII remake is going to be Mass Effect Legendary Edition. Are you going to through that? Nice. What system is Crisis Core? It's on all systems actually. It's one of the rare Square games that's actually on all systems. <laughs> They're not ignoring Xbox this time. I swear my son had it on PSP or... Oh, yeah. It's a remake of the PSP game. Right. Okay. Yeah. All right. So originally it was PSP. Yeah. Right. Okay. That... All right. Yeah. That's it for me, Brian. You know, Spiral, if you want to play Xenoblade Chronicles X, that never escaped the Wii U. That's one of the, the few like big releases for that system that has yet to be ported. So is that avail- available to download? Or? I don't think so. I think it's only oh, on shit. the Wii U. I'll never play that fucking game. I don't know how it fits into the story. And so I don't know if like two and three are directly related to one. And then if Chronicles X is like a side story, I don't know how that works, but it is surprising that they have not released. You would think at some point it's got to come to the switch, but maybe they're waiting for like the end of the switch's life cycle to bring that out. Well, hopefully it does. I was doing some research on this game because I was not familiar with, with Xenoblade at all. You know, I've, I've heard of Xenogears. I think I played it on the PlayStation. And apparently it's the same dude, like the same guy from Square um, who like worked on some of the early Final Fantasy games left and uh, started working on the Xeno. No, was that Square? Was Xenogears Square as well? Xenogears was Square, yeah. Okay. I Then I believe he left Square and started the Xenoblade series. I'm not sure if that's right or not. I wouldn't think they could use that IP, but uh, that's what I read on Wikipedia. Yeah, I never understood and I never looked into it, but there's also Xenosaga for the PS2 where there was like, yeah, three Xenosaga games. And I was never sure if they were all interconnected or how that worked exactly. Okay, uh, Melbro, I don't think you uh, told us what you were planning for 2023. What what games yeah, you man. got lined up? Yeah. 2023. So Final Fantasy VII is going to be what I'm going to play immediately. But my big game for 2023, I'm not going to play a lot of games this year. I'm just going to like focus on big games. So Tears of the Kingdom and The Witcher. I'm going to finish both Ooh. of those games in 2023. Witcher 3. You say so, Tears of the Kingdom? Tears of the Kingdom and yeah. Witcher 3. You know, <laughs> we've we've already talked enough about you in tears, man. We're meeting. <laughs> <laughs> Shit ain't even come up to. Me. All right, that's right. So those are gonna be the two big games, and then you know there'll be some hype train games, you know, sprinkled in here and there. So we'll see where the world takes me. All right, I'm gonna talk about the games that I played. Uh, before I get into the hype train game that I wanted to cover, I did want to just wrap up my thoughts on Sonic Frontiers. So I finished that one up. I got the platinum. No big deal. Um, <laughs> no big deal. <laughs> I, I mentioned on the previous time when I talked about it that some of the the collectibles they kind of made them trivial because you like you would find like one collectible by doing a bunch of like jumps or whatever, but then you could find ten of them 
just by digging up a spot in the ground. So they made it even more trivial. I was finding these purple coins and I didn't know exactly what they did. It's used for a fishing mini game. And you do the fishing mini game and you catch a fish and then you get tokens and then you trade in those tokens for every collectible in the game. And when you get to the end of the game, it's so lopsided where it can be like, okay, to to progress the game, I need to collect 70 of these tokens. So I can do all these like mini objectives around the map 70 times or I can literally catch like three fish and then you just trade them in for like it's so lopsided. It makes no sense how they did it. Where for the like, I didn't do that that much, but when I was right at the end of the game, I was like, fuck it. I'm just doing this fishing mini game to get it over with. Um, it was just really bizarre the way they did it. And I thought the game kind of went on too long. Like there was before the, the last planet, there was this part, which was actually really cool. There's like these big six towers and you're climbing these towers. And it was like probably the most platforming that you do in the game. And I thought the game should have ended there. Like, after like the 15 to 20 hour mark, I was pretty much done with the game, but they do a whole nother level. The level doesn't look unique. There's nothing really unique about it. So it just felt a bit dragged out. And really the longer the game got on, the more that it started to become a little less fun and more kind of made me aware of the flaws that the game has. Like all the stuff that's strewn around the world, like it has no meaning or no place really. It's just like random grind rails and springboards and stuff. And you're not even really doing any real platforming. You're just kind of doing like quick time events. Like you see a spring, you know, you have to push square to like home in on the spring. Or then if you see like a ring in front of you, you have to push the dash button to dash into it. So it's not like a Mario game where you actually feel like you have control. It's almost like you're just, like quick time events. So, I mean, I thought it was fun overall. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like I know I'm shitting on it now, but overall I thought it was fun. (laughs) It just wore its welcome a little bit. And I think it should have ended a little sooner. And I think they've got a great foundation they can build on, but another, all the levels looked roughly the same. Like, man, if they would have had a big old casino night zone, like that would have been so cool. They just had nothing like that. It was all just like bland outdoor environment stuff. Yeah, I I don't like the colors in the game. It's like Sonic, I'm usually like used to being like bright and colorful, like those palm trees. Yeah, This game is like Breath of the Wild looking like dim and dark. And that's not really what I want from a Sonic game, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you go into some of like the very short levels and those have more like, like it looks like Green Hill Zone or Chemical Plant Zone, but they're very short. I mean, you're spending 90% of your time in that overworld that, yeah, does not look like a Sonic game normally would. Do you think I would have fun playing this or no? I think you would. Um, I think you'd be very surprised at how janky it is still because at its core... It's still a janky ass Sonic game, but because you are running around a big wide open area, it's much more forgiving. Um, I think you would still have fun with it. It's fun just running around as Sonic. So I I think you would have fun. You played this on the PS5? I did, yeah. Most of the time I like to stick with one platform for like collecting, and I've got all the other Sonic games on the Switch, but... I knew performance-wise it wasn't going to hold up as well on the Switch, and I've heard as much. So it's the it's got some pretty significant pop-up and i am normally okay with technical issues but that impacts the gameplay because you'll see an icon floating in the air 
and it'll seemingly be impossible to get. You'll be like, how do I get that? And then you move forward a little bit and then all these grind rails just pop up on the screen. And then you're like, oh, I have to grind on these or I have to jump on these platforms, but they're completely invisible until you get close enough to them. So like seeing the end goal and then trying to piece together where you need to start to get there is very difficult because the shit just doesn't appear on the screen. And I bet on the switch that's even worse. Um, yeah, and the ending boss was fucking terrible. Um, <laughs> it was, you fight a boss that is just like any other main level boss. So it's like not that impactful. And then if you're playing on the normal difficulty, you're flying in space and then it shows the boss name. It's the end. And you're like, oh shit, this is going to be a big boss fight. You literally do three quick time events and it's over. It just shows a cutscene of it ending. And I was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> and then I looked up online and I found out if you play the game on hard, then you unlock that final boss, which they have never done that in a Sonic game that I'm aware of. It's usually always if you get all the Chaos Emeralds, you get the very final special boss. It's not if you play on hard difficulty. So luckily you can change the difficulty whenever you want. So I changed it to hard difficulty. I played the boss again, and then you actually fight the boss. But this time, it's uh, it's like Ikaruga. If you ever played that, it's like a, a vertical shooter. Like um, like Gradius is like a side scrolling shooter. Yeah. So, but it, yeah, it's like a vertical shooter. And uh, <laughs> I mean, they they had a few mini games earlier on, so it wasn't like this gameplay style was completely out of nowhere. But it was like the most anticlimactic final boss in my recent memory it was wow. really bad so that was just like the cherry on top for like the the final impression this game left on me but overall i did like i know i'm shitting on it a ton <laughs> but overall i i did like it um i mean i played through it for me um fairly quickly i was putting in some some good hours into it so it sounds like a typical sonic game like pretty shitty but a lot of fun right yeah 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 it, it does um and i think Sonic games in general are so poor that that's why this was getting a lot of internet buzz because it was like, wow, this Sonic game's not completely awful. Like, it's only half bad. So, yeah. And for you to leave, like, playing God of War Ragnarok to go play this, it must have been really good. Or or was God of War Ragnarok, in your opinion, that bad? Uh, You know, I I don't want to weigh in on God of War (laughs) just yet. Um, With Sonic, I'm a big Sonic guy. I mean, I got the Sonic tattoo. So, like, when I heard that this game was getting good buzz, I was like, I got to play this close to when it comes out. You know, you get that buzz when you play a game right when it comes out. That hype, baby. Yeah, yeah. So, I normally don't get that energy because I normally don't play games right when they come out. But I was like, I got to play this right now. So, yeah, I, I... I gave up God of War and uh, just played straight through Sonic. So, and then I gave up God of War again for Melbro's hype train game. I don't know what number this would be, but Death's Door. So, yes, Melbro, baby. you played this first. Um, yeah, I finally got into that. I am not done with it, but uh, it says I'm like two thirds of the way on the percentage screen. So, I don't know if that includes secrets or whatever. I may be a little closer because it seems like so. To take a step back, it's like a Zelda clone, like an old school Zelda clone. Um, it's not top down. It's more of like an isometric view. But um, yeah, it still kind of has a little bit of top down. But you play as a crow and the plot is about you like gathering souls or something like that. And then the soul you want to gather has escaped. So you've got to go. And there's essentially like three large dungeons that you do. Um, and I am like halfway through the the third dungeon. I'm assuming there might be 
one final final dungeon at the end i'm not too sure but yeah it's a lot of fun um wow with yeah it's great it is a great game it's a real good game i i think where you would think that a Zelda clone like that would not be that difficult to do in, just in terms of combat. But there's a lot of games that like tried to rip off Zelda and they can't even get the sword swing down. So the combat just feels really good in this. Um, there's not a ton of variety. You get a few different spells. You get a, um, a few different weapons. The weapons are all basically the same. But the mechanic they do with the spells is kind of cool where every sword swipe that you land builds up your magic meter and i think you start the game with like four things of magic that you can do so kind of a strategy is to use your magic from a distance but then you got to get in close to get a couple swipes and then you can use your magic again at that point so it's a lot of fun it's got great music um it's got pretty good puzzles the puzzles have been pretty easy but they've started to ramp up a little bit now which is fun yeah, they do. um yeah i mean that that blend of combat and puzzle that zelda does is so good and this game does it really well as well um and then like they do it where like the first half of the dungeon like you it's kind of a pain in the ass like like you've got to light these fires so it's all puzzles around lighting fires and then halfway through the dungeon you get the fire ability so then you're able to go around and like light all the fires yourself and that just makes you feel kind of cool like when you're able to do those and you're no longer restricted to the you know these puzzles to have you do it you can just go anywhere and if you see cobwebs on a door you just blast it open so it's fun i'm going through right now because when you get a new ability then in a later dungeon you can go back to the earlier dungeon and explore more and find optional bosses so i'm going to probably try and do all that before i finish the game because once i finish a game i typically don't go back even if i'm really enjoying it once i see those credits i just won't go back so what are you playing it on i'm playing it on switch it's on Game Pass too, Spiral. You can check it out. Yeah, I, I was actually checking. I got checking it out when you guys were talking about it. it does seem pretty cool, but I heard it's it's super hard, right? It's yeah, it's kind of challenge. It's kind of challenging. I think it's not super hard, but I think it's it's not easy though. No, it's not. There was definitely a few times where I was getting frustrated, and there was this optional boss that I was going crazy. It was so hard, <laughs> but it's what it's weird. It's like the game. It just you you can't make mistakes is what it, it's not that yeah. hard, but if you make too many, you only get four hits no matter what. Like if you get hit by a little enemy or a big enemy, you lose a thing of damage. So whenever I fought a boss, I never like with cuphead, sometimes I would fight a boss and I would think I will never be able to do this. And then eventually you do beat it, but it feels really hard at first where with this, I would lose and I'd be like, Oh, I got this next time. But then like 20 times later, I'd be like, oh, I, I got this thing. So, like, it was deceptively difficult where it seems like, in theory, it should be easy, but there were some... Bo- the, the one optional boss, though, was legit hard, where I was like, this is going to be a nightmare to beat this guy. So, and the thing that this game, like, it has so much soul to it, too. It's just, like, the little things about it that I like. Like, Brian mentioned, the music is phenomenal in this game. Um, and just, like, the boss battles, too, are so fun. Like, when you first, like, find out, like, encounter a new boss, you'll see their name flash on the screen with, like, big letters. And, like, the intro to the bosses are really cool. It's just a lot of fun. The, the one thing I didn't like about the game is I get lost really easily in games. There's no map system at all. You just roam around and figure shit out. You have to, like, memorize these maps to just get lost and, and figure out what doors you need to go through. 
and I struggled with that. But it was fun because I would just like run into new little secret areas that I never knew existed. Um, you get new abilities and I just stumble into new secret areas. And then, Brian, you haven't got to this yet, but the final boss sequence of this game is some of the best shit I've played in my life, bro. I'm telling you. That last boss is so goddamn fun. I can't wait to get to that part. It's, it's good, man. Death door, y'all. I'm looking I'm looking forward to that then. Yeah, because it, it's been a blast so far. And I also get lost in games. But one thing this game does so well, the level design is really smart. And you are constantly, as you progress through a level, you are opening doors that were locked at the very beginning of the level so it's you can take like a little shortcut to near the end of the level or you're doing like ladders that will let you access areas so there was one time i was playing for like 15 minutes and i died and you go back to the the start of or the last door that you went through and there's not that many of these travel points either but i was playing for 15 minutes and i died and i was like damn i gotta backtrack like a long way but along the way, when I was playing, I had opened up all these like platforms. So it was literally a 30 second walk back to where I was. And I didn't realize it at the time when I was playing that it had kind of lined it up so smartly like that. I mean, the game just makes a lot of good decisions with you know the classic Zelda formula, which which I really enjoy. And the last thing, too, I think the art style is really cute, too. I know you like those cutesy games, but I think this is, like, a really cool-looking game, just visually. It's just, like, you're running around with, like, this little bird that's, like, a... He works for, like, the Grim Reaper, almost. And it's, like, it's a little bird, but he's, like, doing terrible shit, like, collecting souls. And it's just, like, a dope concept to me. It's, like, when it mixes, like, cute and dark. I love games that do that. That's I not will, terrible. I will say I was a bit disappointed because the cover art of the game looks like straight out of a a studio ghibli movie like spirited away or princess mononoke Mm. and the game for the most part doesn't really look like that like the 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 big bosses kind of do like the big witch boss does look like kind of like straight out of a studio ghibli movie but i thought the art style was going to be a a little more than that and before i put it in before i started playing i don't even know if i had seen a screenshot of the game i had no idea what it looked like so that was just a little bit disappointing but overall yeah i I do like the aesthetic of the game and yeah it's funny it's cute yeah it's it's enjoyable um all right Uh, i just had a, a few other quick hitters um Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, you guys got to play these new tracks, man. You still We've playing all that got shit? Them. Oh, yeah. Dude, <laughs> these new tracks, there is, you like music and games, the amazing music in these DLC tracks. Um, Maple Treeway, which I think was from the Wii game, has great music. Mm-hmm. It's You play that, Muff? Yeah. Muff ain't played this, man. Yes, I did. Remember the story I told you about the redhead Jessica and she got my... Uh... My uh, Mario Kart. And I don't my think I've heard that story. No, I remember that. Yeah, I remember that. Maybe I missed that. Yeah, episode. Muff knows. Muff knows this. All right, all right. Yeah. Good stuff, Muff. Muff loves those gingers. The bit shit. They obsessed <laughs> with me. But yeah, there's a uh, there's another level um with uh like the levels from the Game Boy Advance game might as well be brand new levels because they're so reimagined. Like there's a level called Boo Lake, which is really cool. Great music. I think it was from the Game Boy Advance game. So it looks brand new. And then a lot of the tracks from the mobile game, um, what Mario Kart tour, like I only played, I played the once. fuck out of that. You play that a lot, Muff? Yeah. Did you like it? A couple of years ago, I was playing that while hunting during hunting season. 
So you might know a lot of these tracks then, because a lot of these tracks come from that mobile game, which I'm glad about because I kind of felt like I was missing out on a lot of Mario Kart content, but I didn't really want to play the mobile game. So this is like the best thing for me is that those tracks are coming into this now. So the mobile like game wasn't tracks? that bad. It's uh, it's eight tracks. So every time they do one of these um, these releases, which they're having six waves total, they do um, eight tracks. So f- two different cups, four tracks for each cup. So I mean, it's a ton of content. It's like mm-hmm. forty eight new tracks. That's a whole console game. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's a lot of a lot of content. Did I do the ma- the Apple math there right? So they've got eight times six. Yeah, forty eight tracks total. <laughs> It's a lot. It's a lot. And then uh, they've got a Christmas themed level. So I know we just passed Christmas, but there's like, yeah, this like, it's really colorful Christmas themed level. And then they've got another Rainbow Road, but it's from the 3DS version, which is like one of the best Rainbow Road tracks there was. So, I mean, when this is all, when they're done doing all this DLC, we got to have a night where we just play every track, like do some kind of big tournament would be so much fun. That's going to be like, how many, like 80 tracks or something there? It'd be a lot. It would be, yeah, it'd be a lot. But just like setting aside like a whole night or something to do a big tournament like that would be a blast. I I, I mean, Mario Kart 8 to me is the best Mario Kart there's been. And the fact that they just keep delivering all this great content is just awesome. Yeah, it is a good game, though. As long as there's gators and spunky dunkers, I'll come. (laughs) You you going to play this, Pyro? Yeah, actually, it's on my list to play. You have Mario Kart? I do not. So I haven't played I haven't played Mario Kart since probably fuck, I don't even know. And I mean, I played like the Wii version, but like a game like Mario Kart where I played a lot of hours probably hasn't been since the N64 version. Is that right? Um but, you know, I loved that game. I, I loved Rainbow Road. I love all the all the stuff. I never I, I never I just dropped off that, that Nintendo cliff. And haven't come back since the Switch, so it is on my list of games to play. So You've I'm getting kind of hyped. Mario Kart Eight. I've never, uh, I've never played it. Oh no, man. you would love it. I, I, I can't imagine a person who would not love Mario Kart Eight. <laughs> Muff, you play, you Even play Muff your cards it. right. Oh, this Muff bitch will it. buy it for you. <laughs> let me know next time you play, Brian. I'll, uh, I'll jump on. Yeah, yeah, I'll let you know. Legit, uh, the other night I felt like playing Smash Bros. We should do another Smash Bros. I, I feel like I did not give that game enough, uh, you know, enough attention. Pre-pandemic, we would have Mario Kart Monday and then Smash Brother Tuesday or whatever the fuck yeah. it was. That was fun. Yeah, I like that. E- even if it was only for a couple months, it was still fun. Something to look forward to. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I didn't play Smash Bros. Uh, definitely not enough. I feel like I should put some more time into that game. It's a lot of fun. The Nintendo Online does hurt it a bit for like the. Uh, That's the probably what chased us away. Yeah. 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 So I think when Smoo and Darkseid got it, we're like, all right, let's jump on again. And then, like, I think Smoo just could never join us. And like, Darkseid mm-hmm. could only join after like a half hour or something. So, yeah, even <laughs> I've got to admit, it leaves. Uh, there's room for improvement. Because you can only have so many people in the chat at one time, right? We would be on the phone app. Yeah, yeah on that phone app. I think on that phone app, it, it limits you to like four people. I don't even oh, remember. Fuck. It Jeez. did something weird too where with Smash Brothers. I think every, between every match, it would like kick you out of yeah. the lobby or something. It yeah. was bizarre <laughs> and it was not ideal. I'm sure Moose could set us up a Discord or something 
fancy like that. Um, anyway, real quick, last game I had um, Monster Party for the NES, the original NES. So yes. Cammy, Cammy sometimes will walk around my room and just pick out a random game. So this has like spooky monsters on it. So she's like, oh, uh, why don't you play this? And then I was like, yeah, all right, I'll play this. And I made it to the fifth level, which when I was a kid, I never made it that far. So I was like, damn, I can't believe I'm doing so well at this game. Like, maybe I'll actually be able to beat it. And uh, so I beat it. Um, I was very surprised, but I waited until after she went to bed because it started getting harder. And I was like, all right, I cannot deal with a hard Nintendo game and her acting a fool. Start cursing, yeah. What is this game about? So it is a kind of like a standard platformer. Um, you're a kid that gets transported to this monster world and you've got a baseball bat. So it's kind of unique. You got a baseball bat. So it's like short range combat and you can like reflect projectiles back, like kind of like a baseball. Um, but then you can also, you get a pill that turns you into a monster that can fly and then has like a longer range, like kind of like a laser beam or something like that. So that's where the game is unique. And then in the, it's, it's kind of bloody. So for an NES game, especially the first level, it's very cheery. And then when you meet the halfway point, there's this tree that then like the game pauses and everything turns evil. The tree turns bloody. And then there's all these bleeding skulls. And for an NES game, it it's sounds quite dark. graphic. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> sounds um, like a good night. Yeah. But it, and did you play this one before Moth? Blood and skulls. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Did you play this game before, Moth? Blood and Skulls? Oh, yeah. Blood. All right. <laughs> I, th- I thought you might have actually played the NES game. Uh, the other thing that makes Yes. Me... Oh, you did? Actually, no. It was never in stock. It could never <laughs> stay in stock. And it was always rented out. I could see it being popular just because the uh, the, the art style, like, I could see it being popular. It's just like monsters on the front of the screen or on the front yeah of the, the cover the, the cover. cover enough especially if you're into that it pops out because you're like i know them fuckers because it's yeah. not like it's not like the like trademark monsters but it's just like okay that's we know who that is but yeah it would always be at the at the dollar video and the blockbuster it always be rented out yeah and another thing this game's known for is it's got wacky bosses like one of the bosses is like a ripoff of the plant from uh, Little Shop of Horrors. And it says something like, hey, baby, love let's party. Feed me, Steven. Yeah. Because I can't say Seymour. And then uh, there was like another boss where it's just like a fried shrimp that's bouncing back and forth. And then when you beat it, it turns into like a fried donut. And then it turns into like shish kebab. It's just really bizarre. And like one of the bosses, you enter the room and it just says, I'm dead already. And then you just win that match. So it, it's pretty, it's pretty fun. It's got a good sense of humor, but yeah, I mean, I 30 years in the making finally beat that game. So yeah, it's really, it just, you have to get that monster power up and then you got to fight the boss right when you get the monster power up and that makes it a lot easier. So as a kid, I was probably just didn't figure that out well enough or wasn't patient to try and farm that monster power up. So your daughter kind of just walks into the game room and like picks out old school Nintendo games. You guys to play together, man. It's pretty dope. Just like random, yeah, just like random, yeah, it's not always NES games. I mean, like, she, the one time she saw, like, it was a Game Boy Color, like, Mickey Mouse game. And I was telling her, I was like, you're going to think this game is bad. Because Game Boy Color looks, like, so primitive. But she was like, no, no, I want to play, I want to play. And then we, you know, it is kind of a pain for me to 
you know, dig out the game and then get the system and she plays it for 30 seconds and that's it (laughs) monster party she stuck around but yeah when i started the fifth level she's like turn it off turn it off oh because it's sort of like the blood and shit came no no just because she's bored like oh yeah she just her attention span for a video game is like 15 minutes max so that's when i was like all right I, i gotta just turn this off do when do you sit there with her but you make sure you unplug her controller so she don't know Sometimes I do that, yeah. I'll just give yeah. her like the the GameCube, the Wave Bird, but I'll be playing like some other system, and I'll here's your <laughs> controller, and then she kind of figures it out, though. I think, especially if it's a different, completely like, different controller than what I've got. Like, damn it, this asshole got me again. Does she have like a favorite game that actually held her attention that she likes? She likes. There's this game for I had it on 360, and now I bought it for the Switch, but it's called Death Smiles. So I've talked about it on the show a bit, but it's a, a side-scrolling shoot 'em up. And you control like a little witch character. And oh. she, she just she saw the witches on the cover, and yeah, she loves that game. Gotcha, so nice, that's nice. the one she likes. And then there's also another game that I just started playing. I mean, I've played it a lot, but it's called Hatsune Miku, which is like this Japanese like pop idol, but it's a rhythm game. Um, so yeah, she I put it on because I thought she would like the character, and she did. So yeah, I've played that a few times with her and she like she just watches me because it's got that game's got really like every song has like little like movies that play out so she likes seeing the characters and it's got like a dress-up game too she likes picking out the costumes one other thing i forgot to talk about i bought my uh kids some games for christmas um cars 3 which is actually pretty fun on switch they like have all the different characters the races are pretty cool. You can do like you know special moves and tricks. They have like a lot of different modes. But they, I bought my daughter this LOL surprise game. That game is terrible, man. <laughs> <laughs> As I expected it to be, but that's some bullshit. They charge you thirty dollars for that game, man. It's like you walk around, and say, "Hey, let's go do our hair," and then they do the hair and shit, and then it's just like no- it's a game of nothing. It's just like what is this? Well- <laughs> So like Sims, you can walk around and do shit like you can walk around and go get a fucking job in Sims. Yeah. So LOL dolls, I mean, it's like all about being a girl. We're going to do girl shit. Get our hairs done. Go get a pedicure. <laughs> Pedicures are good, man. Please. <laughs> <laughs> Should we get into some free-for-all trivia? Yeah. Yes. All right. So in the spirit of free-for-all, all all of these games have either the word all or the word free in them. And with the word free, I took some liberties to where if it's like part of the word just happens to spell. Like the letter F? No, no. Like like if it happens to spell free in the word, but it's not the word free. Like You'll get the idea. Fabulous Freebirds, like Jeffrey. Yes, yes, like that would that would count. Yeah. Oh, um, that's that's a uh, Virtual Fighter. So uh, uh, the uh, and then the other one, all it will be the word all. There was a lot of like baseball, like it's not going to be anything <laughs> like that. So, all right. First one game for the Atari Twenty Six Hundred, where you guide a chicken across the road. Free range chicken. No. Cockfight. No, they they have all or they have free in the title. 
All free cocks. <laughs> Not like a game Spiral blacked out on that one. <laughs> no. Do you, you guys give up on this? Yeah. Freeway. Freeway. Fuck, I knew that one. That's one of the best Atari games. Yeah. All right, next one. Sonic the Hedgehog hoverboard racing game that was exclusive to Connect. Connect, Sonic? Yeah. Sonic Freedom Riders. Oh. You pretty much Sonic Free Riders. Free Riders. Sonic Free Riders. Yep. Yep. Um, Sonic Racing Game where you can drive, float, and fly all in the same race. Sonic All Stars. Very close. (laughs) You got Sonic and All Stars, and then there's two more words. Help me out, Muff. Huh? Help me out. I know what you said. What? So, so what's the question? Sonic. Sonic racing game where you can drive, float, and fly all in the same race. Sonic. What's the rest, Melvin? So Sonic and All Stars, blank blank. Sonic All Stars Speed Edition. Sonic All Stars. Free range. It is Sonic and All Stars Racing Transformed. Fuck that. This was a cool game because you'd be like on a track. They had like a, uh, I think it was, what was that game? Fuck, not Space Harrier, um, but the jet game where you're in a fighter jet. You know jet what I'm pack talking? Joyride. Afterburn. Yes. Yeah. What What'd you say, Spiral? Afterburner. Yes, afterburner. They had like an afterburner style track where when the level starts, you're in a car. But as the level, as you do laps, the ground like falls, and then at the the last lap, the whole track has disappeared, and now you're in a plane, and your car transforms into a plane. So like a lot of the levels did things like that to where your vehicle was transforming based on like the terrain changes. It was a cool game. That sounds cool. Did you ever play? You have I had it for the Wii U. Yeah, I think it came out on like 360 and other thing. What'd you say, Muff? You ever play Rocket Man? For the NES? Yeah, I believe so. Or you or you talk about the Rocketeer? Rocketeer. No, I never did. <laughs> did you? Yes. Was it good? No. Yeah, licensed games usually are not. All right, like, next one. Like Sonic? Sonic ain't no license game. Sonic is the license. Sonic ain't no license game. <laughs> Sonic is the license. I, he he is is not a video game based on a license. He has kind of transcended to where he is his own like brand at this point. Is what I meant with that. Yeah, the statement sounded dumb, but that's what I meant with that. And next I've got one. you, man. I've got you he, good. He got me. He got me. Let uh, himself out the cage and he's right back in. <laughs> all right. Compilation cart for the Super Nintendo. Compilation cart. I, I watch a lot of compilations. <laughs> <laughs> when you say cart, you mean like cart racer? Not like game. Compilation. Oh, game. yeah, that's easy. Super Mario All-Stars. You're correct. You are correct. All right, compilation game for the Switch. Uh, what was that Mario? No, it was Mario. What was that Mario game that just came out? R- the- rabid, rabid, raging All Stars. 
No, it was with the Mario 64, the Sunshine, 3D. that, that bullshit. Yeah, yeah. Say it's probably, what is it? Was it Super Mario 3D All-Stars? That is correct. Super Mario 3D All-Stars. All right, next one. Donkey Kong game that originally came out on the Wii U. Wii U? Don't nobody know about those games. Was it a bongo game? <laughs> no. I'm pretty sure you played this, Melvin. I didn't play any Wii U games. Oh, the one that um came out on Switch. That was Tropical Freeze. Oh, that doesn't that is have it. any. Tropical? Free. Free. Oh, free. Shit. So the word freeze has the okay, word free gotcha. in it. That's what I meant by, like, oh, I took okay, liberties gotcha. with the word free. Not many video games have the word free in it. So I had to, uh, yeah. But yeah, Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze. You want to talk about an elite gamer. That's that not was, an easy game. Yeah, that was, a, that was hard. That yeah. Was a, that was a hard game. All right, next one. PS2 game where you control an alien and wreak havoc. And this was just ported to modern consoles. Destroy all humans. Yeah. That's right. Destroy all humans, yeah. You played that month? No. It looks it fun. Like it, yeah, it looks fun. I always no. wanted to play that game. I never my, played it. I always wanted to. My son, my son got it for Christmas years ago. All right, next one. Dave Mira franchise that debuted on PlayStation 1. Who is Dave Mira? Freestyle something. You are correct. Do you know what? Dave Mira blank freestyle. Are we talking like, is he a oh, rapper? BMX. BMX. Yeah, BMX. He is not a rapper. Oh, yeah, no, like yeah, BMX, BMX biking. Yeah, BMX biking. Um, I think that debuted on PS1. I actually didn't look that one up to confirm, but I'm pretty sure sh- I'm pretty sure it was like a Tony Hawk ripoff from what I remember. All right. Three more. The first Monster Hunter game for the PlayStation Portable, which was an enhanced port of an enhanced port of the very first entry in the series. I don't know, Sprower, you might be the best one. You No, I have no idea. About Monster Hunter. All I know is Rise and World. That's it. That's all I know, too. Remember, they all have the word all or the word free in the title. Monster Hunter Freeze. (laughs) Monster Hunter Freedom. Freedom was the extra word. Yeah, I looked this up. It was... So they had... The PlayStation 2 game was the first game. And then they had an enhanced version of that for, I forget what platform. And then they did an enhanced version of the already enhanced version for the PlayStation Portable. Uh, all right, two more. Rhythm Another games. one for Sony. Have to keep <laughs> re-enhancing everything. <laughs> Rhythm game spinoff of the Persona series. Oh, I feel like I know this. but Persona Royale. No. <laughs> I don't Persona know. Casino Royale. <laughs> no. <laughs> this is Persona 4 Dancing All Night. Dancing Oof. All Night. There was another one for Persona 3 as well. I don't know what the title of it. It might have been also called Dancing All Night. I'm not entirely sure. Before we jump to Spyro, you should play one of these Persona games. I, I hear like people say Persona 5 is one of the best RPGs of all time. It's too long for me to ever play, but I feel like you could tackle it. I want. Some, I do want, I want play it. to play it. It's on Game Pass. I think the. Uh, I played like, it. Oh, you played it for like five minutes and didn't like it, right? You are correct. <laughs> I feel like on how long to beat. Like one of the Persona games I looked at was 
like a main story 100 hours it's crazy, like that, man. So. i think i will play it eventually it's just a matter of time not sure when just the fucking controller movement that like the move like that like moving the character alone is why it takes so fucking long all right last one godzilla game for the ps2 xbox and gamecube matthew broderick when they lay them eggs up in back then because that movie came out and uh taco bell had them godzilla cup holders that was a good time back then godzilla all about the benjamins <laughs> incorrect is it all or is it free it is, it is all godzilla all my holes daddy Right, you like that one? It's Come in, on. Incorrect. I'm fatigued at this point. I'll laugh at anything. It is Godzilla Destroy All Monsters Melee. Oof. Destroy All Monsters Melee. All right. Well, that's going to do it for this free for all episode. Muff, do you want to let people know where they can find us on social media? Yes, you can find us on social media. Look up Beat of the Month. That's us. <laughs> Quite the effort, Muff. Buff tired. If you want to give us a be- show suggestion, send me an email, beatofthemonth at gmail.com. We've got somebody that already submitted an episode suggestion we'll be doing later this year. So if you've got any, or if you've just got a question, if you want to ask us a question, we'd love to have a uh, email question segment. So just let us know anything. Or if you just want to say hi, that's fine too. But send us an email, beatofthemonthgmail.com. And keep an eye out on our social media. We did just give away a free year subscription for Nintendo Switch Online. So good stuff on the social media. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Beat of the Month. We're doing big things in 2023, y'all. Stay locked in. That's right. Yeah, the next episode we got God of War Ragnarok, and then we've got best game music and games, and then we've got Final Fantasy. A lot of good stuff down the martial arts game bangers. <laughs> but I think that's going to do it for this episode of Beat of the Month. Thank you for listening, and we'll catch you next episode. Peace out, banger bros. Free to come, <laughs> bang bros. They had free in it. Free to come. <laughs> Dark side loved it.